Well, here we are once again. Hello, America and the world. Mark Dunnigan with The Daily Answer. I want to talk about your crop. So recently, my wife and I, uh, we took some time. We went up north along the Oregon coast, Highway 101, which I kind of consider my my own highway. It's It's my highway. I've kind of adopted it. And we had headed up to Astoria. That would be about 100 miles from where we summer. And a lot of history, Lewis and Clark spent the winter there. And we did a couple of nights camping with some Christians at Fort Stevens, one of the uh, artillery batteries that was there. Uh, I mean, there was something there during the Civil War, but World War II. And in World War II, a Japanese sub came along the shore and fired upon the fort. And the only time that enemy fire had hit the continental United States was like the War of 1812 was the last time that had happened. So a lot of rich history there. And then we headed further north uh, across the mighty Columbia and into Washington and up to an area called Long Beach. And Long Beach is uh, it's 28 miles long, and on most of it, you can drive your car. Uh, there's not a whole lot of places across America that are car-friendly like that. I think there's a few places where, well, we got some Razor Clan beds, so you can't drive there. But the, the sand is really hard and packed, and it's a long and it's a wide beach. And so Cindy and I got on our bikes and we went out and we went about five miles down the beach near sunset and five miles back. And that was a really cool, uh, a cool thing, a cool thing to do. Long Beach, neat little town, like one man drag, um, little downtown area with some shops. Tell you what, there's an old school bakery there that serves pie by the slice. You got to check that out. You, you'll, you'll recognize an old school bakery and delicatessen. So don't miss that. Uh, I think it was Los Compadre, um, good Mexican place that did Chile Riena right. And they knew how to make the rice, short grain rice. And you got to singe it a little bit. Got to have a little crunch in that rice to go with the Chile Riena and the good re refried beans and tortillas and the guacamole. The guacamole was good as well. There's also the Cranberry Museum in Long Beach, Washington, years and years ago. Uh, I mean, there's quite a few cranberries grown up there and in other places like down in Bandon, Oregon as well. So they have bogs and th there's an area there that over the years has been connected with Washington State University, which has a test site. What they're doing is they're testing different insecticides and they're testing different practices because there's a number of diseases and bugs that are trying to get to the cranberries. And they're trying to produce a better berry and more efficient methods of harvesting. Money well spent. Uh, a big plus for the local economy and jobs. Cranberry Museum, the women there were very friendly. Tell you what, they're selling. There, they sell the Cougar Gold Cheese. Washington State University makes their own cheese, and they make it, I think, in limited quantities. And one of their special flavors, I think, was chive and, man, was it jalapeno? It was, it was something like that. Uh, but they do a sharp cheddar, and it comes in a can. It comes in a round tin. And it's like $44 for this round tin of sharp cheddar cheese. 
But man, I know people that they guard that with their life. And so they're selling that. They're selling all th things cranberry. They're selling cranberry ice cream and summer sausage infused with cranberries and different trail mixes mixed with cranberries. And not only that, but it's free and you can just walk through it. And basically, if you want to understand everything behind how to plant a bog and how you plant the clippings and how you trim them or hoe them and how you, um, whether they're dry harvested or wet harvested, that makes a difference, okay? Some go for juice, some don't go for juice. The amount of things that cranberries are added to and besides, you know, Thanksgiving and the jelly, um, real cool. Uh, I really enjoyed that. In fact, the women who worked there were definitely locals. Uh, we'd went down the Cape Disappointment, but all the parking lots had signs that said no RVs. And technically, the Sprinter van I am in is a B-class RV if they really wanted to get nasty. And I like one of the old, what the one, one the over, older lady said. She said, hey, if I knew who was working down at the state park today, I'd give them a call and I'd bend their ear. And that is that she had pull and that she knew the people that were manning different stations. And hey, you, you got to talk to the locals. Also in Long Beach, in this part of the country, Man, you have a lot of people that have come from Finland, Norway, Sweden, the very Scandinavian countries. And so you will have the, the Sons of Norway and other different social clubs in the area. But I want to talk about parenting. As I was kind of walking through, and you can take, you walk, they kind of have an elevated piece of ground as you walk through the cranberry bogs. And you can actually see the cranberries there growing. And then they'll tell you, well, there's more than one variety of cranberry and they have names, you know, someone has given them a name. And, and so you kind of, you kind of walking through there and I'm told that those bogs can produce, she said they had bogs up there that had produced, been producing for 45 years. And then of course the farmers kind of have a number that when they get down to a certain level of production where it's only producing so much, well, then they go in there and they, you know, tear it out and replant it. But and the thought is, and I think it's like, once you get your bog ready and you plant it, you're not going to see a crop within like three years. You got to wait three years for this crop. Well, I thought about parenting. The actual crop and parenting, it might take 20 years for that to show up. I mean, not that your kids aren't, you know, lovable at six or eight or 10, but really what you're really aiming for, the potential you're aiming for, uh, or they start talking like a man or a mature adult. Man, it can take 20 years or plus to see that crop show up. And as in farming cranberries, there are things that you're trying to prevent as a parent. You know, I've just, I came from kind of farming families and I've been around farmers and I know every year's different. Every year they're battling something. And, and I know people that raise their gardens and, well, the corn did really good this year, but the beans didn't good, do good. And the tomatoes did great, but the pumpkins are horrible. Or, And every year, well, it was kind of too wet in the spring, or it was too dry, or it was too wet at harvest time. Or, man, when you're a farmer, it is just who knows what's going to show up on any given year. Um, this year, the voles showed up, or this year, the grasshoppers showed up, or the crickets showed up. 
And cranberries have their own list of enemies. The cranberry tipworm and the cranberry fruit worm and the false army worm. I wonder what the true one is like. And the black-headed fireworm. I think that's my favorite one. The gypsy moth and the cranberry weevil. And so you got a whole lot of stuff. And that's just like the insects. That's not talking the diseases. There's a whole other list of diseases that are out there trying to get your cranberries. Actually, you know, the Bible, the analogy I'm given between farming and parenting is actually a biblical analogy. When I go back to Psalm 128 and I start reading that, how blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you shall eat of the fruit of your hands, you'll be happy and it'll be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house, like your children, like olive plants around your table. Behold, for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. All right. And so there you, there you got it where your children are, where your children are likened to a crop, just like the farmer out there. Hey man, I'm waiting for that good crop of cranberries and I'm doing everything to keep the diseases and the insects and I'm trying to keep my loss at a minimum. You know, most farm crops that I know of need some weeding and pruning. In addition, you're battling different things all the time. As I noted, you're battling weather, too dry, too hot, too cold, too wet. It rains at the wrong time or it doesn't rain at the needed time or the right time. And any, anyone who's planted a garden over the years knows that every year is different. And I guess that's one reason for the biblical stress on what Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, bring up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Why that is so important. The other one would be that familiar passage from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Oh, about verse 6, these words, that is the words that Moses was writing. And Moses had just talked about loving the Lord your God with all your heart and that God is one. These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. They'll be part of you. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise up. In other words, all the time. Well, isn't that, isn't that basically farming? Or if you have a garden, you just can't plant the garden and walk away from it. You got to plant it, then you got to thin, you got to weed, you got to water. Well, you're out there pretty much every morning, every evening doing something with your garden. We, and, and that, I guess one way to look at Deuteronomy chapter six, what is that? Well, that's continually weeding, trimming, spraying some insecticide, seeking to drive out the pests. That's what that is. Well, that, that, that's diligently taking care of your crop every day of your life. And to become a parent, that's what you're really signing up for. Every day I'm going to be there taking care of my crop. And we're going to need to do some trimming today. We might need to do a little weeding today. You know, like, well, maybe we need to take away that smartphone. Uh, they're getting a little bit addicted to the electronics. We're going to, that, that, uh, that, that person's a bad influence. And so we're going to, yeah, we're going to monitor that. We're going to drive out the pests, right? Look for the people showing up that are up to no good. If your parents love you as they should, they will monitor your friendships and what you watch. 
And if they warn you concerning a relationship or whatever media you're consuming, they're simply trying to keep you from getting chewed to bits by the dreaded black-headed fireworm. Yeah, and don't date the black-headed fireworm either, okay? <laughs> you don't, just, yeah, that, that young man he just brought home, that young lady he just brought home, yeah, she's a black-headed fireworm, man. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Say, because mom and dad don't want you end up being a crop that's blighted with singed and burned leaves and soft and punky fruit. You know what? Such field offices or test centers as we visited there at the Cranberry Museum in Longview, Washington, the farmers get their heads together to tackle the current pests and diseases. In like manner, godly parents get together, moms and dads get together, form homeschool co-ops or other groups in order to protect their priceless crop. And that's kind of what's happening when the local congregation has Bible study for all ages. Not that, that that's ever meant to take the place of parental instruction. And so please do not abuse that privilege. But that's a little bit of insecticide put on those kids. Some good stuff. That's a little bit, bit of weeding we're doing on Wednesday night and Sunday morning. A little bit of pruning going on because we want to protect that priceless crop because that priceless crop is the future of civilization and they have souls. You know, after that, we went to Longview, Washington. There's a group there. I preached for them on a Sunday. And I was really impressed by the young couples there with all their children, good people, seeking to raise a strong generation for the Lord. One good crop that mom and dad years ago put a lot of work into. They're now in their 30s and their 40s. And they're seeking to raise another good crop. Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer, my friend. Until next time, stay away from that, what, black-headed fireworm. See you in the funny papers.